Chapter Fifteen of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk, by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Mamperard. Chapter Fifteen, Through the Pass. George Doyle sat down on the edge of the dock, leaning his back against a post. You bore me with these schoolboy ideas of yours, Flash. He yawned who cares about raja mitra we're here and we can have a good time if you'll act fairly appreciative instead of being so blamed suspicious there's something about our friend rascomb i don't like oh you make me tired doyle said in exasperation go soak your head in the lake flash turned angrily and walked down a cindered path which led into the woods it was useless to argue with doyle he had been unwise even to mention his thoughts yet it was possible that his misgivings were without foundation gravel crunched behind him whirling around he faced herbert rascomb hope i didn't startle you his host said pleasantly they fell into step feeling certain that the man had joined him for a purpose flash waited for rascomb to introduce the topic of conversation for a time his host talked casually of work he was having done on his place he pointed out various kinds of trees displaying a genuine knowledge and interest in nature finally he remarked yesterday at the polo game you spoke of an acquaintance of mine the late albert povey you knew the man only by reputation i have been told he was a spy who plotted against our government a spy rascomb smiled broadly well possibly but i doubt it i'll admit his life had mysterious aspects yet he was an interesting man most interesting in some ways you remind me of him flash said boldly you have the same dark eyes and facial contours when first i saw you it struck me you might be related indeed povey had no relatives in this country that was why i claimed his body from a feeling of charity so you think i resemble him eh it was only a first impression povey's face had an ugly scar your voice and manner are entirely different from his then you are satisfied i have not adopted a disguise rascomb asked lightly quite satisfied no doubt it may strike you as strange that i should befriend a man of povey's type rascomb went on after a moment i never did believe all the stories about him and as i say he was an interesting fellow and very entertaining where was povey buried mr rascomb in the churchyard at clear lake the grave has no marker as yet i expect to arrange for one soon perhaps you would like to visit the cemetery no i believe not flash declined povey meant nothing to me yet i must say you seem deeply interested in him merely curiosity to be frank mr rascomb i wondered about your connection with the man it seemed odd i'm not surprised at that i met povey a year ago at one of my clubs then a few days ago i read about his death in the newspapers learning there was no one to take charge of the funeral i assumed the responsibility it was a fine thing to do it seemed to flash that rascomb was trying a little too hard to impress him however the man's explanation was logical he had no reason to doubt it strange you thought i resembled povey rascomb chuckled 
not very flattering i fear i meant no offence apologized flash the resemblance if any is slight and i have no scar rascomb laughed good-naturedly that should place me above suspicion they talked of other subjects presently the ringing of a bell summoned them to luncheon throughout the meal rascomb took special pains to be agreeable to his two guests once he rose to close a window apologizing for smoke which filtered into the dining-room the fire is moving in fast doyle remarked uneasily any danger of being caught here with our sound truck none whatsoever rascomb replied undisturbed if there is the slightest danger the rangers will warn us in ample time while we're here i wish we could get some pictures said flash you don't want to try it george well we could i suppose he returned reluctantly mr rascomb obligingly drew a rough map showing the location of the fire in relation to the lodge there are no roads which would take you near enough he said now you could go by boat across elbow lake if the fire reaches the beaver dam and gershams pass you should get interesting pictures how soon can we start flash asked eagerly any time but i suggest waiting at least an hour it will save us a long tedious trip your best chance for pictures is at gershams pass flash and doyle went at once to the truck to select the camera and equipment they would take with them the technician's interest in the adventure had been greatly stimulated by their host's enthusiasm rascomb is a real fellow he declared i guess i was wrong about him flash acknowledged he's obliging enough while doyle returned to the house to talk with rascomb he wandered down to the water's edge a loud clattering sound not unlike a battery of machine guns all firing at once caused him to turn his head a gray-haired old man in a checkered black-and-white shirt was testing an outboard motor which had been mounted on a barrel he shut it off as flash walked over to him good afternoon the old fellow said pleasantly been putting this consign putt-putter through its paces she runs pretty good when you get her going but she's down backwards about studdin'. guess it's the ignition you're mr Fleur, aren't you that's me you seem to be able to turn your hand to almost anything got to around this place Fleur said gruffly i look after it for mr rascomb all year round that means being a cook a mechanic a guide a fisherman and general handyman don't you get lonesome i used to yes sir that was when mr rascomb first bought this place for the last year he spent more time here so it hasn't been so bad i'm not kicking mr rascomb is as fine a boss as i ever had Floor paused and looked intently out across the lake the pupils of his still gray eyes contracting in the bright sunlight see that dead swimming in the water first time i've ever known em to come near the lodge they're being driven by the fire flash made out a dark form in the water but soon lost it is the fire coming this way he asked looks like it to me flora answered roscombe says you're aiming to take some pictures of a gushing passway better watch yourself that's my advice doyle and roscombe came briskly down the path to the dock are you ready 
asked flash mr rascomb is going along with us the technician said he thinks we need a guide we don't like to put you to so much trouble flash responded you never could find the pass without someone to show you the way rascomb replied i'll enjoy the trip anything with an element of danger always interests me selecting a boat he attached the outboard motor which fleur had been testing she ain't actin none too well mr rascomb the caretaker warned as he watched the three leave the dock at a steady but slow pace the boat plied its course across the lake and then along the shore for three miles the air was filled with smoke and fine cinders drifted down in the treetops myriads of birds made an excited racket as they fled the marching flames coming to the mouth of a small river which emptied into the lake rascomb switched off the motor this will be the best way to go he said indicating the stream it will take us beyond the beaver dam and the pass when rascomb switched on the motor again it would not start in turn flash and doyle tinkered with it the trouble as fleur suggested was in the ignition but they could not locate it we're wasting time rascomb said getting out the oars if we want to get there we'll have to row flash rather admired the manner in which his host accepted a difficult situation clearly rascomb was not one to turn back when confronted with trouble he was an out-of-doors man a person who used his wits and adapted himself to whatever came as the boat made slow progress upstream rascomb seemed to be the only member of the party who enjoyed the adventure his eyes flashed and he kept up a steady stream of animated conversation at length he steered the boat to shore explaining that it was necessary to portage around a beaver dam which blocked the river while doyle and rascomb moved the craft flash took pictures rejoining his companions they rode on through a narrow pass lined to the water's edge with dry brush and scrub trees by this time the low rumble of the fire plainly was audible flaming brands carried on the high wind dropped with a hissing sound about the boat rascomb indicated a cliff to the right a quarter of a mile beyond the pass you might get a fairly good view of the fire from that high point after a hard climb the three at last reached the summit gazing to the eastward they saw a great wall of flame and smoke a wave of heat rose from the valley smashing at their faces setting up his camera flash ran through fifty feet of film and reloaded so engrossed did he become in his task that he lost all count of time rascomb touched his arm we should be starting back he said the wind is bringing the fire this way if the brush should catch behind us from a flying brand we might easily be trapped flash shouldered his camera at a fast pace they started down the hillside reaching the boat rascomb tried once more to start the motor and failed for the first time he displayed anxiety i'll feel safer when we are beyond the pass he said seizing the oars but the current should take us down fairly fast rascomb rowed tirelessly refusing to allow flash or doyle to relieve him he sent the boat forward in powerful spurts they swept around a curve of the river a gasp of horror escaped from doyle who sat in the bow rascomb stopped rowing directly ahead lay gershom's pass and on either shore lining the narrow space 
rose walls of flame there was a moment of stunned silence then rascomb spoke well boys we're trapped if we stay here only one thing to do we must wet our clothing and try to run through it End of chapter 15